0: This is Ham College, Episode 61 for January 31st, 2020. Ham College is brought to you by ICOM. Get out and be active with ICOM's new IC705 and its optional multifunction backpack. And by hamstudy.org, a great way to study for your next license exam. Welcome to another exciting episode of Ham College. I'm Professor Thomas, and I'm Dean Martin. And boy, it is it is good to be back with you this it, week. We almost we almost I, didn't make it. I know it was a close call. <laughs> <laughs> it was. We almost started another show entirely. That uh, that wasn't supposed to be tonight. This is episode sixty one. Wow! It's the first episode of twenty twenty and. The first episode covering what?
1: The extra pull.
0: The amateur radio extra class. You're going to need your thinking caps for this one. I guarantee you. You know, we, we're we going to talk, uh, mostly it's going to kind of be an introduction to it tonight. Maybe we'll get to some questions. We'll just see how far we get. But We're going to talk about what's on the exam. And I briefly just skimmed through a few of the questions you know, when I got my ticket or my um, my extra, I didn't study. I'd studied for the general, and I just took the extra also and happened to pass it. I don't see how that possibly happened. Now no. <laughs> now that I've looked at a few of the questions, uh, boy, these you're going to need to actually study a little bit for.
1: Uh, that you are. I remember when I took mine... The general, I did the technician. It was it was very easy. Matter yeah. of fact, we I had a fire at work and I didn't get to study as much. It was it was easy. the The general, not quite as easy, but it was pretty. It wasn't bad. Yeah. The extra when I studied that thing, I studied hard, man, and I like I was so nervous about that thing. Almost I almost gave myself a heart attack.
0: <laughs> it, it's bad. Well.
1: It's doable because I did it, but you don't take it lightly.
0: Well, you took it in. You took your general in Missouri. I did. And you took your extra in Jackson. Uh huh. Okay. I drove.
1: Remember, I drove down here to Memphis.
0: Yep, that's right. Yeah, I remember, man. We had to get that that machine out with the paddles and have <laughs> Two, them handy. Later, <laughs> yeah. Whatever. Yeah. <laughs> yep. Yeah. yeah. It was. It was pretty tough. Yeah. It's. Um, it's a little tougher. It's not. It's not undoable. Obviously, we're extras, so you you can do it too. Just oh. gonna need to do a little studying.
1: I would like to sit here and tell you that I just breezed right through mine, but I'm pretty sure you would know the difference. Yeah, I, I wasn't telling the whole truth.
0: Yep. Yeah. Well, we might as well get right on into some things in the show up first i've got an announcement here this came from my friend Jay amateur radio license exams monday february the 10th 2020 at 7 p.m at the tucson midtown police building the hardistry multi-service center which is located at 1100 south alvernon on the corner of alvernon and 22nd street uh they'll be offering all classes of licensed exams there you don't need to pre-register walk-ins or welcome and the radio society of tucson ve exams are free and license are granted by the fcc on the next business day wow wow if it's time to earn your new license or upgrade your current license, why not take a couple hours this weekend to review your study guide? Then come see the RST Volunteer Examiners at the Hardestry Multi-Service Center on Monday evening for free VE testing. And that comes from Jay Melnick. And where is Jay's call sign? I don't see his call sign on here. I'm probably missing it. But I do see he's, he tags it, sent from my Tandy Model 100. I remember those. No, yeah. I
1: don't see his call sign on there either.
0: Yeah, probably to oversight that. Uh, yeah, that's include. a good way
1: to go. Uh, you spend your time. And uh, it's free.
0: Yeah. So if you're in the Tucson area on Monday the 10th, well... You got some studying to do between now and then and go take your exam. Well, let's talk a little bit about what you need to get your extra well, first class
1: well, license. That's what we did last time.
0: What did we talk about last time? You've already looked, hadn't you?
1: Yeah, that's what I wanted you to ask. <laughs> <laughs> that's
0: why I was skipping it. <laughs> you saw me looking? No. I just Actually no. I
1: remember what we did. What did I mean, we it'd be do? it hard to forget that. We did the last uh well I guess it was the third show to cover the changes in the general question pool. Yeah. And how'd that go? Uh it didn't go very swimmingly. Uh, <laughs> we sank. I think we had uh
0: we have two I think buzzers. We had at
1: least two buzzers.
0: Yeah. Was that it, two? pretty sure i don't remember exactly but yeah it was was a little bumpy it was that was it for the general pool we we went through um, the previous general pool and then we added on the questions and changes that are in the current general pool which is i don't remember the dates but it it was just released Mm -hmm. in 2019 for the extra exams here they just released Um, The new extra question pool just came out. I don't think there's even been any books released on it yet. Mm -hmm. But we're just going to pick right up with those questions uh, because we've got so many to cover. We're just going to start right in on the new pool that runs from, doesn't take effect until July the 1st, 2020. And it runs through June the 30th, 2024. It's just been released and is available at the National Conference of Volunteer Coordinators NCVEC, website. And there were a good many uh, significant changes in there compared to the 2016 to 2020 question pool that's going to expire on June the 30th. Uh, the number of questions in the pool was reduced from 712 down to 622. So you don't have as many questions quite as many to to study there um, the changes well 239 modified questions 49 new ones 139 questions removed due to changes in what was felt an abundance of outdated questions um, and areas of new technology and subjects were added and they also made an effort to balance the difficulty level by removing and replacing some of the questions that were deemed too easy or too difficult compared to the rest of the pool. The 2020 pool's got 10 diagrams in it which have all been renumbered because the new question pool has two fewer than the 2016 pool. Huh. Before you take your extra exam, though, these exams are, are um, set up in elements. Element 1 is is no longer a thing. I believe that was the novice exam questions. Mm-hmm. You had to pass element one to get your lo- novice license first. Then you could get your technician license, which was element two, which is now the entry-level license. What was on the technician exam, Tommy?
1: Uh, regulations, operating procedures, some minor electronics. Fairly, My, fairly easy stuff.
0: Yeah, mostly primarily VHF and UHF type topics on it. Yeah. Uh, so you'll have to have your element two passed in order to qualify as a general. So you'll want to become a technician first or at least take that element. Then you want to take element three, which will get your general license. You've got to have passed element two, though, before you can take element three. That's HF operation. Um, good amateur practice, more regulations, and more electronics. And then for the extra, what do you need? Well, it's
1: uh, general topics there. We've got uh, uh, need element four.
0: Yeah. Well, yes, I guess mm-hmm. that's what so you've got to have two, three, and four yep. to become an extra. Yep. Exactly.
1: And it, like I said, it covers general topics, more regulations, expert operating procedures, and it's generally a lot more complex. Questions than uh, on the previous two elements.
0: Yep. Yeah, it is. So you're going to have to pass elements two, three, and four to become an extra. Uh, If you're general, you've already done two and three. If you're tech, you've already done two. So why would you even want to become an extra? Let's talk about that in just a second. But first, I I do want to mention, anytime we're doing a show live, what's happening at the same time?
1: Well, we've actually got the chat room going over here at the same time.
0: And that's at amateurlogic.tv slash chat. You can join in there and uh, kind of follow along. We're going to be asking questions. Now, I'm not sure we'll get to questions tonight. We we may get to some tonight, but we do glance in there to get the correct answers from the people. Sometimes we get the incorrect answers from the, the people, too. But it, it's all good fun, and, uh, you know, they're having a great time in there. If, if you're not in the chat room,
1: and if you're watching the live stream and you're not in the chat room, Yes, you're missing half the
0: fun and as always which half that's up to you to decide it is so if you're watching the recorded version of the program there's probably not much happening in the chat room right now.
1: now the the benefit of being in the chat room it is fun there's a lot of banter going on we try to interact as we can while we're shooting the show but uh it's good to get on there in real time and basically practice or, you know, kind of stretch the old brain out and see if you can remember some of these things if you've already got your ticket. It's a good, yeah. good refresher. Yeah. You know, everybody wants to stretch their brain out.
0: <laughs> you know, we used to do that back in the 70s, Some, you know. It's... You expand it? <laughs> yeah. Did something to it. Yeah, I don't know about all that. Yeah, I don't know if it was a good thing or not, but <laughs> it it was the times. Tell us a little bit about that, Dean. Why would we maybe want to be an extra? Well,
1: there's some other privileges involved with it. On each of the bands that we've got, there's an extra little reserve slice of the band that you can gain access to. Yeah. So if the band is pretty crowded for some reason, you can go over to the extra
0: portion, and a lot of chance there's some open frequencies. On the 2200-meter band, that's a new band, down around 135 kilohertz. Boy, that's low. Uh, It it sure is. On that band, if you're an extra, an advanced, which you can't get an advanced license anymore, but if you got one, it's still valid, or a general, you can operate all the frequencies on the 2200-meters band with a maximum, I believe that's effective isotropic radiated power, of one watt.
1: Oh, wow. I wonder how long your
0: antenna's got to be for that. I have to calculate that. It's got to be kind of long. What the next new band?
1: Wow, 630 meters, 472 kilohertz. I didn't even know we had those.
0: Those are new. They haven't been been with us very long.
1: So in that band, you've got uh, 5 watts EIRP maximum, except in Alaska, Within 498 miles of Russia, where the power is limited to 1 watt
0: EIRP. Extra advanced or general, you've got full privileges.
1: That's well, interesting. Uh, 496 miles of Russia, particularly spelled out there.
0: 160-meter band, which is it's a fairly popular band. It does take a pretty good size antenna, though, so not everyone's on it. Uh, that's 1.8 megahertz. If you're extra advanced or general... You can use all the frequencies there. And you notice they don't stipulate uh, a maximum power there. That means you can run 1,500 watts PEP.
1: Uh, 80 meters or 3.5 megahertz. Uh, This one's actually divided up. We've actually got a novice technician portion as well, just a small slice of it down there. And I believe that's just for CW, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah, CW only. only. And then we've got General that's a pretty small slice. The well, help.
0: yeah, the general, you you get that CW, but you can also run ready and DATA. You get everything that you can do down in that portion of the band, not just CW only like the novice and the technicians. Your sideband or your, your phone and image privileges, you don't have any between 3.6 and 3.8 megahertz. Mm-hmm. They pick up at 3,800 and then go up to 4 megahertz. That's the only portion you get to operate on. Right. And as a result, when there's a contest or something going on, that part of the band is going to be really crowded. Everybody's going to be right next beside each other because all the advanced extra in general can operate that portion from 3,800 to 4,000. And that's where the most traffic will be.
1: In the advanced, you can go all the way
0: to 3.7. So 3.7 to... Four, four, megahertz. 4 megahertz so, so that gives you a you, bit more yeah that gives you some more yeah
1: and uh it to come in handy too you'll oh, yeah. appreciate that extra headroom yeah and well then we got the extra which goes from 3.6 all the way to 4 megahertz for vo-
0: phone and voice yeah so you get a you get twice the amount of phone and uh voice area there as you get with a general yeah right it's a lot more area Oh, yeah, and uh, it's you on contest weekends, you'll actually appreciate that, too, yeah. a lot. That is a big reason to, to become an extra, so you can get these extra frequencies to operate on, because, well, like we're saying, the other section will get real crowded mm-hmm. at times. And, and not always, but, you know, it, particularly when there's a lot of activity on the air. If you go down to the extra portion, though, or And, you know, mostly the advanced portion, too. There's not nearly as much traffic on there, so it's much easier to find a frequency if, mm-hmm. you know, if you're if you looking for a clear frequency to talk on. You get a little more, though, at the very bottom there. You get from 3.5 to 3.525 extra, the very bottom of that band there, where you can run RIDI and data. Pretty good uh, bumping privileges there.
1: Yeah, it's a a huge bump from general to extra.
0: Yeah. Now, on the 60-meter band, you know, we've just got, uh, what is it, five channelized frequencies we can operate there. Extra Advanced and General can all use those, so you won't gain any privileges there. But we step up to 40 meters, and, yeah, we get a little extra there again. It's not as much as on 80 meters, but if you look, novice and technician do get a little bit of area there. Outside of region two, you can see it's, it's uh, a little more limited where you can run CW only. Inside region two, you can operate from 7.025 up to 7125 CW only. Your general license, well, that gives you from the 1.175 on up to 7300 megahertz that you can operate phone and do images on. Good little slice there. The frequencies below that where the novice and technician only had CW, you get RIDI and data there as well. Advanced, you get the full band privileges for phone and images there. You get all the way from 7125 up to 7300. And then if you're in uh, region one, Three and in the, the uh, Region 2 west of 130-degree west or below 20-degree north, which I'm not sure exactly where that is, you get a little sliver there from 70, 75 to 7,100 that you can run phone and image in. And I've never really noticed that till now. But, yeah. Uh, you know, a lot of this has got to do with agreements that we have with other countries. Right, you know that's where these little specific things in that deal with Russia mm-hmm. came in there because they may be using those frequencies for something else there, right, so all of these h f frequencies it's not like v h f and u h f where we only really need to coordinate with uh mexico and and Canada here on h f you you know you're coordinating with pretty much that region of the world, right, so what's the next band there,
1: thirty meters?
0: Yeah, ten point one megahertz, and you get two hundred watts PEP. And
1: extra, advanced, or general get all the same privileges on that one. So that that one's wide open to
0: yeah, pretty much everyone above technician. So the thing that's unusual about that band, it is a pretty good band. Uh, you notice it's red there. That means only ready and data. You can't operate any voice on thirty meters, and it's only two hundred watts PEP. Twenty meters. You're going to get a little more as an extra, let's see, general 14.025 to 14.150. You get ready and data and CW. Probably my favorite band. Novice and technician don't have any privileges at all on 20 meters. Right. Uh, As a general, you get uh, some phone and image privileges, 14.225 up to 14.350. You know, there's a lot of traffic in there. Mm -hmm. And... Busy contest weekends. It's going to be full advanced. You get a little more on uh, phone and image. You get 14.175 up to 14.350. And as an extra, you get privileges all the way down to 14 megahertz to 14.35. You get the whole band there. Anything below 14.150, RIDI, DATA, CW, anything above phone and image. That will make a difference. That's a significant little extra portion over what a general gets on twenty meters, which can get really crowded when the band's in good mm-hmm. shape. It's a good band, and having the your extra would help out. Some there'll be occasions when the other portion is so packed. Oh yeah. If you just wanted to rag chew with some buddies or you know have a QSO with them, you'd have a tough time finding a spot. Mm. Yeah. Not all the time, but you know during a busy.
1: I remember Mm -hmm. having that issue when I lived in Missouri and we tried to talk on HF. Oh, yeah. Trying to find a clear spot that we had privileges for before before we upgraded. Next band. 17 meters or 18 megahertz. And that's uh, 18.068 all the way up to 18.168. And we get, uh, that's for general, advanced, and extra. Get the same privileges in that band. From 18.110 on up to 18.168 for voice and uh, phone, really, and then uh, 18.068 to 18.110 for reading and data. So that's a fun band, too, when you get a good band opening on there. Oh, yeah.
0: And it's not real
1: crowded, either.
0: No, and we've had um, pretty good results on that Mm -hmm. uh, when we are, well, on field day. When that band's open, it's one of our better bands, really. Yeah, it's a, it's a fun band, and not a lot of people use it. That's true. It looks like a good bit. It looks like it's as big as a twenty meter band, but it's only uh, eighteen point oh sixty eight to point one sixty eight. That's only a hundred megahertz. So it is. You know, it's is not as big as those other bands. Hundred kilohertz. <clears throat> what did I say? Hundred megahertz. Yeah. Yeah, (laughs) yeah, it's substantially less than 100 megahertz, 100 kilohertz. So, you know, it can be packed a little tighter. 15 meters, that's 21 megahertz. A novice and technician, believe it or not, they've got some privileges there. 21.025 up to 21.2 CW only, 200 watts. General got. Pretty good privileges there, you know. You got uh, twenty one dot oh twenty five to twenty one dot two hundred, ready in data. Your phone and image, and as you mentioned a minute ago, phone and voice, same thing. Mm-hmm. Twenty one dot two seventy five to twenty one four fifty. If you're an advanced, you get a little bit more. Twenty one dot two twenty five up to twenty one four fifty. You got that as uh, advanced. With an extra, well, you get anywhere from 21-200 up to 21-450 for phone and image. And just like the other bands, you get a little bit there on the bottom as well for Ridian data, 2100 to 21.025. So that's not a lot more than you get on the other, uh, you know, with the other privileges, Mm -hmm. but it is a little bit.
1: Yeah. It, it helps.
0: It does. It does. And then the next band.
1: 12 meters? Yep. 24, 890 up to 24,
0: 990. Mm-hmm. Wow. That's a pretty small band also. Yeah, it is. And the bottom part of it is Ridian data well, the and CW. And, yeah, 24, 890 up to 24,
1: 930. And then the voice portion is 24, 930 up to 24, 990. And extra, general advance and extra have the same privileges in that band.
0: So you don't gain anything in that band by becoming an extra.
1: I've never made a contact on the 12-meter band.
0: I can't remember. I don't know that I have either. And then uh, we go up to the 10-meter band, 28 megahertz. You know, this is right near the CB band. And so a lot of people will use converted CBs to work 10 meters. Yeah. Or take CB antennas and cut them down mm-hmm. to work 10 meters. Advanced, extra, and general, you all get the same privileges. 2,800 to 28.3 Ridian data. 28.3 up to 29.7 and image. That's a lot of spectrum there. That is 1.7 megahertz. Novice and technicians, well, you've got that area, Ridian Data, 2800 to 28.3. And you've got a little bit of area that you can work, single sideband phone. Yeah. And I believe that is the only band, HF band, that a technician has phone privileges. Yeah, I believe you're right. And that is from 28.300 to 28.500. So that's 200 kilohertz there. And, you know, a lot of technicians, not the majority, but some technicians actually bought 10-meter radios. Radio and, Shack used to sell a 10-meter Radio Shack, mm-hmm. and I'm sure it was considered an
1: entry-level for the mm-hmm. entry-level license for that.
0: Yeah. So that is a band that technicians can get on and and do. Not not everyone. I, I never did. No. But no. it's it is one that you've got. Six meters, good bit of area there too, isn't it? It is, from uh, 50 megahertz up to 54 megahertz, so
1: that's pretty wide. And only a small piece at the bottom, 100 kilohertz for CW. Then the rest is for data or
0: voice, phone. Same thing on the two-meter band. Everybody's got full privileges on that band, 1.25 meters or 222 megahertz. Not super popular band is 219 megahertz up to 225. But everybody's got all the privileges on there, except for novice. They're limited to 25 watts, 70 centimeters. Yeah, 420 megahertz from uh, 420
1: up to 450 megahertz. And everybody's got the same privileges on
0: that one. And 33 centimeters, 902 megahertz, same deal, uh, 902 to 928 megahertz. That is a lot of room. Everybody's got the same privileges there.
1: Yeah, and then uh, lastly, on the chart anyway, we've got 23 centimeters or uh, 1, 1. 1.2 gigs, what some people call it. It's uh, 1240 up to 1300 megahertz. So we've got the uh, novice has a five watt portion down at the bottom of the band or actually at the higher end of the band uh twelve seventy to twelve ninety five and then technician general advanced and extra have full privileges at twelve forty all the way to thirteen hundred megahertz so, so you don't really gain any extra for extra any extra for extra
0: now all licensees except novices are operated all modes on. The other bands that are listed below there, the the upper bands, 10 gigahertz and, and higher, 24 gigahertz, 47 gigahertz, 76 to 81 gigahertz. Wow. Um, it doesn't matter what class you are, except you can't be a novice. So essentially, anything six meters and up, everybody's got the same privileges, except for novices. And... I don't know how many novices there are, or particularly how many are active anymore, because it's been over 20 years. I don't know how many years it's been since that exam was even given.
1: Yeah, it's yeah, it's been a good while. So I, I would be surprised. Probably yeah. a couple of
0: holdouts somewhere. We'll be back in just a moment. Um, don't go away. Get out and be active with ICOM's new IC705 and its optional multifunction backpack. The IC705 is your perfect QRP companion as you have base station features and functionality at the tips of your fingers in a portable package covering HF 6 meters, 2 meters, and 70 centimeters. This compact rig weighs in at 1 kilo or just over 2 pounds. With RF direct sampling for most of the HF band and IF sampling for frequencies above 25 MHz, 5V battery operation with BP272 or 10 watts with a 13.8V DC supply. Modes include single sideband, CW, AM, FM, as well as full D-Star functions. A large 4.3-inch color touchscreen and live band scope with waterfall integrated GPS with antenna and GPS logger, micro SD card for data storage, it comes standard with the HM243 speaker microphone, and it supports QRP and QRPP operations. The perfect accessory for the IC705 is the LC192 optional backpack, with a special compartment for your IC705 and room for accessories for soda activations, or just a day in the park. Visit icomamerica.com slash amateur for more information about this and all the great ICOM radios. Hey,
1: I found this.
0: Well, that looks looks good about,
1: to me. How about a nice ICOM ball cap? And,
0: haven't haven't you given that away about 60 times uh, already? This
1: is the exact same one.
0: How
1: <laughs> about 61
0: times? And then
1: a nice ham crew ICOM t-shirt.
0: Look as good coming as you yes, are. you
1: will going away from the Ham Fest.
0: Yep. All right, and if you want to win that, all you got to do is send us an email to, uh, to College at TV. You don't need anything special in it. Just a name and an email address. Name and email address. If you got a call sign, put that in there too. If you want to give us a little message, you know. If Do that we, as well. Yeah, we
1: like to hear from you, but if yeah. you don't want to, that's fine, too. Uh, and your email addresses don't go anywhere but to the recycle bin after the contest is over. Yep. Unless you win, you get that one goes to Icon. So they can get in touch with you for your sizing and information.
0: Yeah, because you just wouldn't want them randomly sending you a shirt. I imagine they've got a lot of small ones that they mm-hmm. haven't been able to get rid of. You think so? It Could be. I got a feeling.
1: Anyway, it's a good looking shirt. It's good, heavy, good, heavy duty material. I like mine. Yeah. I actually wear it a pretty good bit.
0: Yeah. Um,
1: uh, oh, yeah. And the cap, too.
0: And the cap, too. Well, we have a winner. And that is Bill K8WWS. He says, Great show. Here's my low bar entry for the ICOM swag. Thanks for the show. Can I wear the shirt? Upside down and backwards. He's asking for a friend. <laughs> I'd, that,
1: I, if you do take us in the picture, that would be pretty yeah. interesting.
0: Congratulations, Bill. ICOM will be getting in touch with you on that. Okay, we talked about uh, the new extra pool, and that's going to be the one we're studying. doesn't actually go into effect until July the 1st of this year.
1: So the timing our, with our master plan kind of worked out right on target where the extra
0: it was just released start exactly yeah. when the new extra pool did so yeah good job on that that is and you might say well i plan on taking mine before july the first well you need to be doing some studying then and we would not have covered all the questions on the exam before yeah so um we're just going to jump right in with with the uh, the new pool that's just been released.
1: Now, yeah, this one this one's got over six hundred questions in it, so six hundred
0: and twenty two, may... isn't it? Yeah, yeah, so we may need to like step it up a little bit on this one. I don't remember how many the last one had. How many did the general have?
1: I don't think we're six hundred. Three hundred and something I think.
0: Oh, no, it was m-
1: I'll have to look it up. I can't remember.
0: Seemed like you had to pass three hundred to get your ticket, didn't
1: you? <laughs> no, <laughs> I'm pretty sure there'd be a lot of people not taking it.
0: Yeah. All right. So we've talked about why you might want to be an extra, besides just uh, you know being able to say you you've gone as high as you can in the licensing. You've got the top license. You get those privileges. Oh, you mean bragging rights? Bragging rights. That's the word I was looking for. So what what is actually on it? What What are the questions going to be on uh, the subject matter? Let's take a look at that. If you'll tell us the first one there, Dino.
1: Well, we've got sub-element E1. It's going to consist of the r- commission rules, the so sixes exam questions. For six groups, a total of 75
0: questions are going to be on this test. E1A is operating standards. That uh, covers frequency privileges, which we kind of just talked about. Uh, Automatic message forwarding, stations aboard ships or aircraft, power restrictions on 630 and 2200 meter bands. E1B station
1: restrictions and special operations. Restrictions on station location, general operating restrictions, spurious emissions, antenna structure
0: restrictions, and races operations. And E1C is going to be definitions and restrictions pertaining to local automatic and remote control operation, IARP and CEPT licenses. I'm not even sure what those are. Emission and bandwidth standards.
1: E1D is amateur space and earth stations, telemetry, telecommand rules, identification of balloon transmissions, and one-way communications.
0: E1A is a volunteer examiner program. It's going to cover definitions, qualifications, preparation, and administration of exams, accreditation, question pools, documentation, and requirements.
1: And E1F, we've got miscellaneous rules. External RF amplifiers, prohibited communications, spread spectrum, auxiliary stations, Canadian amateurs operating in the US, special temporary authority control operator of an auxiliary
0: station. That's a lot. That is a good bit. So But wait, there's more. There is more. And you notice all these sub elements here start with an E. That probably means extra. Could be on to something And there. the first one was E1, <laughs> so maybe there are numerical, Maybe that's the too. first part. <laughs> hey. Hey, so you're on to something, That's why you're a professor. I'm only a dean. <laughs> All right. Sub- <laughs> <laughs> operating procedures. Five exam questions from five groups. 61 questions total. E2A, amateur radio in space.
1: Amateur satellites. Orbital Mechanics, Frequencies and Modes, Satellite Hardware, and Satellite Operations. That's fun stuff.
0: Yeah, E2B Television Practices, Fast Scan Television Standards and Techniques, and Slow Scan Television Standards and Techniques.
1: E2C is Operating Methods, Contest and DX Operating, Remote Operation Techniques, Cabrillo Format, QSLing, RF Network Connected Systems.
0: E2D Operating Methods, VHF and UHF Digital Modes and Procedures, APRS, EME, or Earth, Moon, Earth, Procedures, Meteor Scatter Procedures.
1: E2E Operating Methods is Operating HF Digital Modes. It's such a great hobby because it covers so many Mm -hmm. different things. It's about experimentation and stuff, and, and even... This is where you get to the good stuff in this section. The satellite, to mm-hmm. me, the satellite stuff, you know, uh, any of that, th- yeah. all those topics we just covered, That's a, mm-hmm. they're almost a hobby to themselves.
0: Television, uh, DX operating. Now, you can do these things without being an extra, and you can be learning. You can. But if you want to be an uh, extra, you're actually going to have to understand some of that, mm-hmm. or at least be able to answer the questions on it, and yeah, it's getting a little tougher, but it is some fun topics in mm-hmm. there. That is some some uh, some fairly popular things. I don't think everybody works EME.
1: No, that that personally that one doesn't interest me. But I've always been fascinated with the amateur satellites, uh, stuff like mm-hmm. that. Just a, just a lot of fun stuff.
0: Yeah, I would like to be able to do EME, but that's take some pretty serious uh-huh. um, antenna hardware to pull that off.: Most definitely. And so the next segment there is going to be wow, well, sub-element E3. Who would have figured that would have been next? <laughs> Radio wave propagation. There's only three exam questions, and those come from three groups. Which are forty-one questions.
1: We got uh, E three A electromagnetic waves, Earth Moon Earth communications, meteor scatter, microwave tropospheric and scatter propagation, aurora propagation, ionospheric propagation changes over the day, circular polarization.
0: E three B transequatorial propagation, long path the gray line, ordinary and extraordinary waves, chordal hop, sporadic E mechanisms, E3C radio horizon, ground waves, propagation prediction techniques and modeling, and the effects of space weather parameters on propagation. So we've got a lot of space stuff going on in there, space force. Yeah, Yeah. (laughs) there you go. And I, I made a mistake at the beginning of that
1: when I said you have to have 65 i I read that totally wrong about the e1 section that's 65 questions in that e1 part that's you don't have to get a passing rate on 65 questions
0: oh no yeah so yeah so
1: scratch that
0: (laughs) yeah e4 amateur practices there's only five questions from this group on your exam questions Uh, Oh, there are five groups, but only five questions that you'll have out of 60 possible questions.
1: E4A, test equipment. That should be fun. Analog digital instruments, spectrum analyzers, antenna analyzers, oscilloscopes,
0: RF measurements, and computer-aided measurements. Yeah, that's all fun stuff there. E4B, measurement techniques and limitations. So. It sounds like a similar topic. Uh, instrument accuracy and performance limitations, probes, techniques to minimize errors, measurement of Q, instrument calibration, as parameters and vector network analyzers. E4C
1: receiver performance characteristics, phase noise, noise floor, image rejection, MDS, signal-to-noise ratio, Noise figure, reciprocal mixing, selectivity, effects of SDR receiver nonlinearity, use of attenuators at low frequencies.
0: Ooh, this make me give me a headache thinking about some of that. e four D receiver performance characteristics, blocking dynamic range, intermodulation and cross modulation interference, third order intercept, desensitization, and. Uh, pre-selectors and we've got e4e noise
1: suppression and interference system noise electrical appliance noise line noise locating noise sources dsp noise reduction noise blankers grounding for signals and common mode currents and that's all really super useful stuff for anybody especially on hf bands
0: it is and you know some of these are starting to sound kind of hard, but don't let them scare you off. Well, I got scared from that other one, but I'm, I'll be all right. You think? <laughs> <laughs> now these, you you can do this stuff. Yeah, you know, just gonna have to do a little bit of study, and uh, we're we're here to help you with that. A matter of fact, we, we need to be doing a little study anyway. So, yeah.
1: You know the other ones. I, I didn't really study any of those questions. I did it pretty much from memory. Occasionally, you, you see some of it. You can't help it, but through the prep. you already knew all this stuff. No, no. I'm talking about as we went through the other pools for the oh, general, yeah, yeah, stuff. Yeah, but these, if I don't, if I don't refresh my memory on some of this stuff, there's going to be a lot of buzzing going on. Yeah, you may not
0: can even get a word in edgewise <laughs> <laughs> with all the buzzing. So. Well, yeah, you you will need to hit the books a little bit harder, but, you know, it's it's up in the ante a little bit. Sub-element 5, electrical principles. There's four exam questions, four groups, and 55 questions total.
1: E5A, resonance and Q, characteristics of resonance circuits, series and parallel resonance definitions, and effects of Q. Half power bandwidth, phase relationships, and reactive circuits.
0: Yeah, you know that is getting a little bit tougher. Yeah. What was that you said about? Don't get scared. Don't get scared. Now, now, some of those things in that one, I studied that in college. Yeah. Don't remember much of it. Well, we'll but we'll find out how much you remember. But I did study it at least once, and somehow got through it.
1: Well, um, I didn't. I didn't study it in college, so if I get a buzzer, I got an excuse. Although well, that, I did take this test and study it previously. Yeah.
0: Well, that's that's what I'm saying, you know. We both passed this test, so you should be able that's, to as that's, well. That's yeah. proof right there that you can do it. Yeah. And I, I'm going to let the cat out of the bag here. I Uh-oh. probably shouldn't. But I'm not a real professor, and you're not a real dean. What? We only play them on television. <laughs> so <laughs> Now you know. Now you know. All right. E five B time constants and phase relationship. R L and R C time constants. Phase angle in reactive circuits and components. Admittance and susceptance. Wow. Boy, that sounds like tough stuff, doesn't it? It does. E five C coordinate systems
1: and phasers in electronics. Phasers on stun. Rick <laughs> Rectangular coordinates, polar coordinates, and phasers.
0: A5D is AC and RF energy in real circuits, the skin effect, electromagnetic fields, reactive power, power factor, electrical length of conductors at UHF and microwave frequencies, and microstrips. They might sound a little perplexing, but you already know a lot of this stuff. Mm-hmm and you just don't realize that you do. Um, just the, the titles
1: of them are what seems a little bit kind of daunting, but really yeah. when you get into it, it's, it's going to be probably somewhat to be familiar.
0: Yes, yeah, it will, and, so, and it's all good things to know, too, especially these uh, that group right there. All right, well, we're going to take a little break right here. Are you new to the ham world or an existing amateur operator who wants to take your license to the next level? Study for your radio license exam at hamstudy.org. Hamstudy.org is a free online learning tool powered by ICOM. It was created by Richard Bateman, KD7BBC, Michael Stufflebeam KV9G, and Rich Porter, KK6GKE. And it uses a modern web design to enhance the experience of studying for your technician, general and amateur extra exams. Since 2013, hamstudy.org has helped new and existing hams to familiarize themselves with the question pools, use stats-based flashcards to focus on material they need to learn, and take practice exams to gauge progress. Visit hamstudy.org on your desktop computer or mobile device. Register for a free account at hamstudy.org to access personalized study history and other site features. Prepare for an exam in an intuitive and comprehensive manner. Check out hamstudy.org, powered by ICOM, for free learning tools. Good luck on your next exam. So the next sub-element is sub-element six circuit components, six exam questions from six groups, 70 questions total.
1: Uh, E6A, semiconductor materials and devices. Semiconductor materials, germanium, silicon, P type, N type, transistor types, NPN, PNP, junction, field effect transistors, enhancement mode, depletion mode, MOS or, MOS or CMOS, CMOS, N channel and P channel. I'm
0: sure that's all right up your alley. Yeah, that's all uh, That's all like transistor and solid-state stuff mm-hmm. there. And, yeah, I studied most of that stuff, too. Yeah. Well, some of it I remember. But the rest <laughs> I probably should study again. Or, actually, I hit the books when I need to know some of that stuff I don't quite remember. hit the mm-hmm. Internet, really, these days. But uh, yeah, you got some questions on that. the next group well, it is a a fairly short one there it's e6B it's just diodes the e6c
1: <laughs> digital ICS families of digital ICS gates programmable logic devices or plDs
0: programmable logic devices those are Those are neat things. I have never played with them. Digital ICs and gates, yeah. Yeah, I'm sure of that. But programmable logic devices, that's a neat technology. I'm not sure how many years it's been with us. It's not a super long time. You can put together some really neat stuff with that. Uh, E6D toroidal and solenoidal inductors. Permeability, core material, selecting, winding, transformers, piezoelectric devices. Some sounds like a heavy topic. Mm-hmm. You know, a lot of metal in that one there. But heavy metal, heavy metal. And there's there will be a little studying to do on that, but there again, uh, probably not that difficult, and you likely won't have a lot of questions. On that. Okay,
1: well, the next section is E6E analog ICs, MMICs, and IC packing characteristics. Yep. So I'm looking forward to that because I don't really know what either of those are.
0: Well, they are analog integrated circuits. MMICs. Yeah, I'm not going to... I'm going to hold that one back. I'm not going to tell you right now what that Until is. Until you look it up. <laughs> Until I look it up. <laughs> B6F, electro-optical technology, photoconductivity, photovoltaic devices, optical sensors and encoders, optical isolation. Uh, you know, that is probably not that tough stuff there.
1: Yeah, that's something I'm actually kind of interested in, too, so that yeah, good. Let me guess,
0: E7? E7, practical circuits, eight exam questions, eight groups, 108 questions total.
1: So we had not got past 10 yet, so I didn't have to take my shoes off or anything. <laughs> okay, so we got E7A, digital circuits, digital circuit principles and logic circuits, classes of logic elements, positive and negative logic, frequency dividers, and truth tables. We talked about truth
0: tables before. We have. E7B, amplifiers, class of operation, vacuum tube and solid-state circuits, distortion and intermodulation, spurious and parasitic suppression, microwave amplifiers, switching-type amplifiers. These are good things to know. E7C,
1: filters and matching networks. Types of networks, types of filters, filter applications, filter characteristics, impedance matching, and DSP filtering. I remember studying that section when I was studying for mine.
0: E7D power supplies and voltage regulators, uh, solar array charge controllers. I think we've probably talked about voltage regulators before, but this looks a little more specific with the solar array. I
1: know we have on amateur logic for sure. Yeah. Okay, E7E, modulation and demodulations, reactants, phase and balanced modulators, detectors, and mixer stages.
0: E7F, DSP filtering and other operations, software-defined radio fundamentals, DSP modulation and demodulation. And, you know, that's kind of an interesting subject to me. I've been wanting to learn a little more about how DSP actually works. Mm And I got it back here. I just got some new DSP um, experimenter kits, sort of, oh, or programming cool. kits oh, to see that. play with. So that'll be fun. Yeah. E7G active filters and op-amp circuits, active audio filters, our characteristics, basic circuit design, and operational amplifiers. And that's some pretty fun stuff. Um you may not have done it before, but it's not that tough. Mm-hmm. It's really not. Yeah, it's, ne-
1: it's neat stuff, too. Uh, E7H, oscillators and signal sources. Types of oscillators, synthesizers, and phase-locked
0: loops, direct digital synthesizers. Stabilizing thermal drift, microphonics, and high-accuracy
1: oscillators. oscillators.
0: The next one is going to be sub-element Eight. E e8 e8 eight. E eight. signals and emissions you got four exam questions four groups 45 questions in that group now that last group we talked about It's huh, only 45 questions going to be in this one but that last one there were a lot of potential questions to study there 108 108 yeah so you will have a few of those a yep. few, few less of this one. Uh, let's see.
1: 108, 108 questions of funness. Mm-hmm. E8A, AC waveforms, sine, square, and irregular waveforms, AC measurements, average power and PEP of RF signals, Fourier analysis, analog to digital conversions, digital to analog conversion, advantages of
0: digital communications. You're already going to have covered a lot of that. You should know what a sine wave is and a square wave already. Or at least have a good idea of of what they are. Mm -hmm. You know, you'll study them a little bit. Yeah, we've shown shown that before. Mm -hmm. E8B modulation and demodulation. You're going to cover modulation methods, modulation index and deviation ratio, frequency and time division multiplexing, orthogonal frequency division multiplexing, yeah, that's a little heavier topic there. Yeah,
1: I'll be I'm gonna call in sick on that day. <laughs> E8C, digital signals, digital communication modes, information rate
0: versus bandwidth and error correction. And E8D, keying defects and overmodulation of digital signals. Going to cover digital codes and spread spectrum. But wait, there's more. Let me guess. E9? E9. Antenna and transmission lines. There's eight exam questions, eight groups. There's 96 questions to study. We're nearing the end. We are. And these these sound like some pretty good ones here. E9A, basic antenna parameters, radiation resistance, gain, beam width, uh, efficiency, Effective radiated power. You you probably know something about some of those already. Yeah, that's good stuff there. E9B,
1: antenna patterns and designs.
0: E and H plane patterns. Gain as a function of pattern. And antenna modeling. E9C, practical wire antennas. Folded dipoles, phased arrays. Effects of ground near antennas.
1: E9D, Yagi antennas parabolic reflectors, circular polarizers, loading coils, top loading, feed point impedance of electrically short antennas, antenna Q,
0: and RF grounding. E9E, and this, this would be something good to know here, matching antennas to feed lines, phasing lines, power dividers. E9F, transmission
1: line, characteristics of open and shorted feed lines, coax versus open wire. Of velocity factor, electrical length, and coaxial cable dielectrics.
0: And then it gets pretty serious. E9G, the Smith chart. I'm not even going to try to explain that at this point.
1: E9H, receiving antennas, radio direction finding antennas, beverage antennas, specialized receiving antennas, and long wire receiving
0: antennas. And Fire. all those things are, are helpful to know, and you may know a, a good bit about them already good stuff and there's one final group left let's see that was nine what do you think the next one is well it's not 10 because i cheated you looked was hoping to trip him up there you
1: thought you were going to give me a buzzer didn't
0: you yeah this this is not really a biggie though there's only one exam question there's only one group with 11 potential questions in it
1: but it's a very important oh
0: it is very important
1: uh, sub-element E0, safety. E0A, safety is RF radiation hazards, hazardous materials, and grounding. So, really,
0: you're saying there's not that much to study for your extra. No, we should be through with this in a couple of weeks. Yeah. Uh,
1: actually, th- there's a lot to study.
0: It's going to take a little while.
1: I know that extra book I had when I saved for mine was quite large.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: But uh but it it was fun. But but I when I was talking about being pretty stressed out about it, I wasn't kidding, but I do that because I put a lot of pressure on myself to pass.
0: Yeah, you you know, you did study for that one mighty quick, because yeah. you hadn't been a general but what? Not very long. It
1: wasn't long at all. Yeah. Maybe
0: a few months, maybe. I I don't remember. It wasn't that very long. It seemed like it was that long, yeah. It
1: wasn't long. Yeah. I went right out of one and right into the other one. Yeah. So you did yours. You had less time than I did. You have like ten minutes
0: between. Maybe yeah, long enough for them to to check my general exam. That's what I'm saying.
1: I had to catch up.
0: Yeah, and I I did good on that general man. I might have missed one or two. Mm Mm-hmm. They like to run out of ink, and the red pens <laughs> were graded my extra though. But hey, somehow I squeaked by. Yeah, because you took it at the same time. Yeah. Okay. But yeah, I felt the pressure after that. Yeah, well, because Jimmy was going to take his, wasn't he? Didn't he take his at the same time you did, or was it right before?
1: I can't remember. He must took his right before. I don't think he was in there when I took mine. I don't remember yeah. it. He took. He- I was probably so stressed out, I wouldn't
0: have remembered who was in there. Yeah. (laughs) Well, you done good. You passed it. All right. Well, I think we're going to wrap it up for now. We appreciate everyone being with us tonight here. It has been a lot of fun and always good to visit with the chat room as well. Yeah,
1: it was fun. uh, Be here. uh, Put your thinking caps on. Be back here for the next one next month, and we'll be diving in headfirst
0: into the questions should be fun should be fun should be noisy too
1: yeah but we're gonna guarantee we're gonna learn a lot which is the whole point
0: yeah all right seven three everyone have a good week seven three everybody good night On Monday, February the twent, uh, the twelfth, volunteer examiners De- desensitization. Yeah, desensi that D word. <laughs> <laughs>